that you find a $5 cheeseburger anywhere. Most of them are $11.99 to $17.99 these days. But if you have it delivered, you see all those fees they add on? You could be eating a $30 cheeseburger. This is 720 WGN. I'm Lisa Dent. Uh, Ted Rossman is with us from Bankrate. Ted, thanks for joining us. How is it that that burger that we hit on the DoorDash app or Uber Eats turns into a $30 burger? Yeah, it is kind of extraordinary. An NPR reporter wrote about this recently. And yeah, it's true. I mean, by the time you add in the delivery fee and the tip, and sometimes there's various other surcharges for everything from credit card usage to gas in some instances or employees' health care or whatever it is, there's a lot of add-ons these days. It's kind of a sneaky way, I think, for companies to hide price increases and, you know, maybe keep the price of the item the same, but add on a whole bunch of extras. And it's definitely something that's bothering a lot of people. It's certainly bothering. I mean, this pretty much started with the airline industry, right? Where you you go online and you see a cheap fare and you're like, that's fantastic. But by the time they add on fees and taxes and, oh, do you want to pick your seat? And, oh, hey, did you want to bring a bag with you? Because that's going to cost money. Sometimes they tack on a hundred bucks. The airlines are notorious for it, yes. I mean, people joke, when are they going to start charging for the bathroom? But, you know, I think that we feel that way about a lot of things. That's how I feel about surcharges. We've seen that in our research. They turn a lot of customers away, I think. And sometimes I believe a business adds a surcharge in lieu of a price increase because they want to view it as temporary or they want to isolate it to some specific cost. I've heard of businesses doing this during the pandemic, for example, with COVID protocols, or maybe because food costs went up or some other line item went up. But the thing is, when we see the nickel and dime line item, we're like, well, hey, wait a second, are you going to start charging for the air conditioning? I mean, it just gets a little ridiculous at a point. I think the better long-term view is to really present all-in pricing. So rather than a fee for this and a fee for that, just give people one price, Certainly businesses are entitled to make a profit, but let the customer decide what's right. This is playing out in Washington right now with the Biden administration's quest against junk fees, basically talking about everything from concert ticket fees to airline seat selection fees and credit card late fees and more. Uh, The Consumer Financial Protection Bureau is making price transparency a priority. Yeah, I had read that Americans spend $65 billion on fees. At least that's what we did last year. And it is frustrating. I actually had somebody last week, uh, they wanted to be paid in cash. And I said, well, I don't have cash. I'll write you a check because they didn't have the ability to take a debit or a credit card. And for a check, they wanted to add on a 15% fee. I'm like, Whoa. 15%? Are you kidding me? How do you, you determine that? Like, uh, yeah, you'll have to do Venmo or Zelle or something. I mean, it's kind of crazy. So when when you do order that burger and it gets delivered and there's the delivery fee and the service fee and the tip and the tax, is the restaurant benefiting from that at all? Or are they just getting the twelve ninety nine they charge for the burger? It depends. Sometimes these fees are basically a revenue grab. You know, I've seen, for example, that online travel agency Hopper asks for tips and 
know, what are we tipping for when we're buying travel online? You know, that's very different from tipping a waiter or a waitress. I feel like something like that is a revenue grab that goes to the company's bottom line. Um, we see it with some of the food delivery apps. I think, unfortunately, sometimes this cuts into tips because the money doesn't always go to the hardworking individual, but maybe the customer thinks it does, or maybe they're not going to tip on top of the delivery fee or the service charge. So I think a lot of this is pretty sneaky. I think a lot of it is rooted in businesses wanting to push more of the cost burden on customers. We see that with tipping at coffee shops and other places. I think the CFPB's quest for more price transparency is a good thing. Even there, though, I worry that are we really going to save money in the long run or are these prices just going to be phrased differently? But at the end of the day, maybe transparency is the best we can hope for and and just bring these things into the light because maybe you wouldn't click buy on the $30 burger, but you thought it was 14 and by the time you realized all the fees, it was too late. So there's something to be said for transparency. Yeah, absolutely. We appreciate transparency. In fact, somebody said it's no longer shrinkflation, it's stealthflation, that they're literally hiding these fees and you're paying much more than you would normally pay. But, you know, you're on the last page, you put all the info in and you're like, whatever, and you push one button and they make their money. Yes, it's making it harder to comparison shop. You mentioned the airlines. That's a perfect example where they may lure you with a low price, and then there's actually a lot of surcharges on top of that. We see it with hotel resort fees. That's another one where yes. maybe you think you're paying $150 a night, and then there's an extra 50 bucks for the pool and the gym, and what if you don't use that stuff? I mean, sometimes it's negotiable. But other times, I feel like we just get stuck paying for things that we didn't want or need. Right. In fact, I stayed at a hotel in Chicago last week. And once I got there, even though I bought it online and it was paid for, they said, oh, you owe us $20 for the urban resort fee. And I said, what comes with the urban resort fee? Well, that's just our fee. It wasn't for anything. It wasn't for a pool. It wasn't for a gym. It's just a $20 fee that they tack on to a $200 hotel room. And that's really a perfect example of what the Biden administration would call a junk fee, basically a fee that has no real value attached to it. That's why they're pursuing a lower cap on credit card late fees, because they say that it doesn't really cost the company $30, which is the current cap, if you pay a day or two late. The CFPB is trying to lower that to $8. Now, of course, the financial industry is pushing back. And I think another key point on this is sometimes fees are like whack-a-mole, where one goes down and another one pops up. I think that's something we need to watch for as consumers. We've seen it before, for instance, more than a decade ago when debit card fees were capped and merchants paid lower rates. Well, it became harder to get a free checking account and it became harder to access debit card rewards. And overdraft and ATM fees went up. So, you know, not to be overly cynical about it, but I do think at the end of the day, a lot of times customers feel like it's kind of heads the company wins and tails the consumer loses. I think it is important to the extent that we can be aware of this, try to negotiate this, try to vote with your wallet too. I mean, sometimes if people encounter a surcharge, they don't want to keep going to that business. So I think that's a risk for business owners that if you tack on a 3% credit card fee and that annoys people and they shop elsewhere and they tell their friends, I mean, that's a risk.
Yep, absolutely. Thank you so much for joining us, Ted. No problem. Thank you for having me. Ted Rossman, bankrate.com. Newsroom temperature check is next. First, Mary's got to check on weather and traffic.